0: Did you miss Canty and Carlin?
1: Yes, we have a money gun, and we will use it as we see fit. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance.
2: When did you purchase that money gun? Because I got to believe that is an after-midnight purchase.
1: Oh yeah. 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 That was, that was an after midnight purchase. And I don't know, I don't even know the reason for which I purchased it. It was, it was not for the reason for which it was intended, but I don't know. I just, have you ever been sitting in front of the computer and said, yeah, I need that. Yeah, I need to do that it's when, it's, when it's clearly... And you know you're going to wake up and say, why the hell did I do that? When it shows up, really, for me. like That's what it is. And then what's really disappointing is if the item shows up and it turns out it's just a lot cheaper and ma- cheaply made, comparatively yeah. speaking. The money gun, though, I'm very confident in the money gun's construction. Oh, the money gun is fantastic. fantastic. And we will use the money gun when we get back to our primetime parlays. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Yeah. We have won three in a row. And if we hit a fourth, it's money gun time. And that will happen on Friday. Well,. We'll be filling in for Greeny on Friday, but maybe we'll do it at the seaport. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. As we said, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on the ESPN app as well. That's where you can watch us. And on SiriusXM Channel 80. Chris, there has been so much discussion around the quarterbacks in the league and how far they are capable of taking their teams. But there has not been much discussion around the current quarterbacks in the league in other words the backups the ones who are currently taking the place of the starters and very much keeping their teams in it and we could throw really six different ones right now and talk about who you feel the best about to help their team get somewhere toward the postseason uh, no matter how long the starters out whether it's a few weeks or whether it's all season, whatever it is. So let's
2: run through the teams then. I mean, because you've got the Miami Dolphins. You've got the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. We've got the New England Patriots. Yep. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yeah, I didn't really count got, that
2: one. Okay, the Cleveland Browns with Jacoby Brissett. Yep. You've got the, uh, who else are we talking? We're, we're talking about the Saints. The Saints have got that. We're talking San about Francisco, the Cowboys. The San Francisco 49ers, the Cowboys, the Giants. Yep. With the Daniel Jones injury, we'll see what happens there. He may there. play this week, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens there. So, I mean, th- there, are, there are, you know, th- it's, almo- it's almost it's almost a quarter right of the league, Carlin, that's dealing with it, an injury at the quarterback position where it, you're asking your
1: your backup to start multiple games. It is actually a quarter of the league. And yeah. um, if you're asking me who I would feel best about right now, it's probably the 49ers because not, not just that Garoppolo is going to carry them here that's not going to happen but he's not going to kill them and i i think he's going to give them chances that defense and i'm not just going off the other night Mm. that defense is so good it's so good they have a star at least one on every level and very good players also in trevarius ward is he a star he's Borderline. i tell you what,
2: Hafanga is, is working on being a star. Exactly. He's one of the highest graded safeties in the National Football League through the first four games.
1: So this is, this is my point. When you have a unit like that, it's hard for me to pick against it when we talk about having someone who has already taken you to a Super Bowl and has already helped get a couple of road wins in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So if he were asking me right now who I would feel best about out of that group of teams, it would be the 49ers. Okay. I, I, I see your 49ers, and
2: I would raise you the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And the reason why is when you look at the landscape of the NFC, it just seems like there are a bunch of teams that are all right there. There's nobody outside of the Philadelphia Eagles that you would say is going to have a stranglehold on the conference. Yeah. I mean, Green Bay Packers, they have warts. The Minnesota Vikings, they've got warts. Their defense is awful. The San Francisco 49ers, you know, I, I think that's a really solid football team. They've got some issues up front with their offensive line, and we'll have to see whether or not Jimmy G can stay healthy because that's also a concern of his. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've got to get healthy. So there's no team that I can point to outside of the Eagles where I could say, you know what, this team is is going to be the hands-down championship contender, represent the conference in the Super Bowl outside of the Eagles. And for that reason – I think the Dallas Cowboys have as good a chance as any because their defense is right behind the San Francisco 49ers. And, Carlin, I know this is high praise, but their pass rush might be slightly better than the San Francisco
1: 49ers. Just might be. I think that's possible. Yeah, I I don't think that's out of the realm. But I guess I would ask this question. When we continue to discuss, Chris, the need for the Cowboys to continue to play the way they are right now offensively when Dak Prescott comes back, we agree that that's the most effective way to go. If Dak is not back, let's just say it's a few more weeks than you, rea- than you think you so need. So we're to. saying week seven, week eight? Week eight,
2: maybe. Okay,
1: against the Giants and the Bears. I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. Can you continue to win with Cooper the way you are right now?
2: Well, I don't think you can win any other way with Cooper Rush. That's yeah. why he's a backup quarterback. There are going to be limitations. And I think when you understand a player's limitations – That player and that unit is going to be more effective. And that's where we're at with Cooper Rush. They know his limitations. He's been around for five years. They know what he is. They know what he ain't. But the problem that the Cowboys run into is thinking that Dak Prescott can do more with the personnel, even though those guys have some deficiencies. Like the offensive line has not looked like a sore spot for the Cowboys the last couple of weeks, but that's because of how Kellen Moore is calling the game. The plays that they're asking them to execute are not exposing those guys. They've got two tight ends in the game. They're protecting the edges and not leading Tyler Smith out there, their rookie left tackle, one-on-one against elite pass rushers. They're doing things to insulate the offensive line and the quarterback in order to make sure that they don't have any self-inflicting wounds, no negative plays, no turnovers. And if they can avoid those things, their defense is good enough to keep them in games. That's the point, and that's the game plan that we want them to employ when Dak Prescott comes back, knowing that if it calls for it in terms of the overall game script and how things are going, Dak Prescott can play up to being a top-10 quarterback and make those handful of throws that can be the difference.
1: Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The most interesting of this entire group is the Miami Dolphins. Yes. With Teddy Bridgewater, can the Dolphins – consistently win moving forward. It's funny. You and I are both guys that have not bought into Tua completely at all. And yet here we are but with what Bridgewater. But what did we
2: say with that, though, Carlin? we said Tua is a surrounded by a really good team. Right. But the Tua conversation and him being so polarizing is dominating the headlines, and people are glossing over the fact that the Dolphins are damn good. Yeah. They have a good defense. They have – the fastest wide receiver tandem in the NFL. That rebuilt offensive line looks really, really good. And so if you ask Teddy Bridgewater, who doesn't have a, a, a cannon of an arm, if you ask him to get the ball out on time to the playmakers, he's a veteran quarterback. He can do that. Remember, he operated that system that Drew Brees had in New Orleans, and he made it work. He was 5-0 and when Drew Brees was out with injuries a couple of years ago. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater can, can operate this offense under Mike McDaniel. And I think it's good enough for this team to be a playoff squad. I, it, to me, this two-a thing, we don't know when he's going to be back. I'm just assuming that Bridgewater is going to start multiple games. I would assume, based on their schedule, that Miami has a chance to stay
1: in this thing, even while two was out. I tell you, what's really, really going to be fascinating is if they continue to win with Teddy. Let's say two is going to miss three weeks, four yeah. weeks. Yeah. They continue to win with Teddy. Is it going to be, well, wait, we have to ride the hot hand here from two and
2: on. Carlin, listen to their upcoming schedule. Mm -hmm. They're on the road this week against the New York Jets. Yep. Home against the Vikings, home against the Steelers, on the road against the Lions, on the road against the Bears, home against Cleveland. Yeah, they're going to play well. I would be shocked if, over that stretch of six games, I would be shocked if they're not four and two.
1: Well, having said that, Let's let's say that for safety's sake, and I know I'm throwing out a lot of hypotheticals here, but we don't know how long two is out for. We don't, but I'm just saying, I'm simply looking at the schedule regardless of who the quarterback is. Oh, okay, Chris, but are they going, Are are there are going to be people that say, in that case, as more so than in the case of Dak versus Cooper Rush, in this case, there will be more people who say, you got to keep playing Teddy if they're winning games. If they win five out of six with Teddy Bridgewater, there's going to be more people saying you got to keep playing Teddy than would be saying the same thing with Cooper Rush and Taz. I think it depends on what it looks like, but it's hard to replace
2: a quarterback when your team has won five out of six and the overall record is eight and two going into your bye week.
1: I don't know how that's a I tough decision for Mike Daniel. <laughs> I don't know how you take the guy out of the lineup. I don't know.
2: I don't know either. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But again, regardless of who the starting quarterback for Miami is. I still think this team is good enough to be at the worst seven and three going into their bye week. And that's saying a lot. So, yeah, I think that they they stand a pretty good chance of being able to make it to the playoffs even after they're asking their backup to play multiple games.
1: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, MVP is always a discussion, right? And we've gotten through the quarter poll of the NFL season. So who are the favorites? And who are we not talking about enough? There are some intriguing names that you really need to start to consider. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Did you miss Canty and Carlin?
1: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, I am headed to pick up our top five MVP candidates here Okay. in the NFL, and we're going to get to those in just three minutes. Right now, though, we will hit Robert in Virginia, who has been patient on the phone lines. Robert, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you got today? Well, you know
0: what's interesting? I've been a
1: lifelong Yankee fan, and believe it or not, I was seven years old when and Maris were challenging Babe Ruth's record, and I was a big Mickey Mantle fan, and most people were pulling for Mantle to do it, but he got hurt late in the season, he had 54 that year. And um, so, anyway, it was special for Maris to do it, and there was so much pressure on him, especially because a lot of people weren't pulling for him. But what Aaron Judge has done is just – unbelievable and the person that he is the way he carries himself I think this guy has a chance to be the greatest Yankee ever and if the Yankees don't sign him they're out of their mind boy the greatest, greatest Yankee, Yankee ever that's that's a big statement I mean that's that's it, a big it, statement you know because you got to have
2: championships to come along with that pe- and right now Aaron Judge is light on that front
1: Are people have enough trouble coming up with the Yankee Mount Rushmore Yeah, and who actually I mean like you can make the argument Derek Jeter doesn't belong on it you can make that argument. You can make the argument. Yeah, I would argue but that's, against. That's it, my but yeah. point. It's going to be so hard for Aaron Judge to scale that mountain, so to speak. Yeah, even though he considered. is a mountain,
2: even though he is a mountain of a man, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but that's the thing, and that that speaks to what
2: you talked about earlier. He's got to make. He's got to make this magical season extend into the postseason.
1: Yes, that has to happen. That's where the Yankee pinstripes are earned, so to speak. Yes. Let's hit Bobby in Atlanta next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Bob. hey, how are you? Good, Bobby. What's going on, dude?
2: Good, man. I'm sick and tired of talking about this record, and i tell you the reason why. I think the, uh, the commissioner needs to straighten out what happened in, with the Houston uh, team. You know, they cheated in the World Series, and how did they get to keep the bounty when they did that? You know, people are well, talking it's just about a Barry hunk of metal. Bonds. Barry Bonds was was a star before it the deal was said and done,
1: huh? <laughs> I was saying that with the Astros. That's what Rob Manfred called it just a hunk of metal. When you're saying, how did they get to keep the championship? It, it's absurd. Well, I, I know, don't disagree a, with
2: you until he straightens that out. Nothing.
1: You don't want to hear about anybody else, any any other person who's cheated or anything like that.
2: No, and half the records that were set were set during the a segregated era where thousands of people weren't allowed to play. So, you know, what's the big deal? Well, the integrity of the sport is challenged, and Major League Baseball did have PED rules in place. It's just they weren't enforcing them, so that becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. And so from that standpoint, that's why we have the asterisk on 73, but 73 is still the single-season home run record, and you can't take that away from them. But here's the deal. Aaron Judge is the American League single-season home run record holder steroid error or not he hit 62 mm-hmm. nobody else has done that so we got to give him his flowers and and i get why bonds and Maguire and sosa comes up in the conversation but he did still
1: make history by hitting 62 looked at some of the other triple crown yastrzemski ted williams chris this is the greatest offensive season i've ever seen and i do Listen, Bonds was an amazing player. B- Bonds, I know Bonds had the most dominant offensive I, season. I know, but when you put it in the context of the exactly. steroid era, this is the most amazing. And you put it in the context season. now of pitching now versus then too. Like you're you're not wrong to say that pitchers were using it too, yeah. but hitters were using it first. Yeah. So like there was an, uh, there was a, a time frame where they had the advantage, and that was in the midst of the Bonds, you know. McGuire time. Yeah, look, for me, this is the greatest offensive season I've seen, and I watch Bonds. Bonds is still the greatest hitter I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But this is when when I have to take everything else into account. This is amazing. And you know what? You know what's funny about this, Carlin? It's actually overshadowing a pretty
2: damn good overall season as well. Because Shohei Ohtani, the other face of baseball. Yeah, I mean. 34 home runs, 95 RBIs, a 15 game winner with a 2-7, two no, 2.75 ERA. Mm-hmm. No, 2.36 ERA. And struck out me, 200 and struck out over 200. <laughs> Think about that. A 2.35 ERA, 90, 15 game winner, struck out over 200 batters, 34 home runs, and he had 95 RBIs. That oh. was Shohei
1: Otani's season. <laughs> Let's get one more in here. Mark in New Jersey is up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. So a, a little bit of a different take on the uh, you know the whole Bond season. So he gets highlighted because he had the single-season home run record. But we don't really talk about all those other guys that were taking steroids in that error that helped their team win championships. So really, like, which side of the fence do we fall on with the whole steroids thing? Well, look, because the other guys you can't prove. that That's the biggest thing, right? We could talk about Poppy was on a list at one point. Yep. And Not going to stop,
2: not gonna stop him from getting in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Uh, no.
1: No. And you can look at so many different guys and wonder about them in that era. That's the problem with that era is that when you look at it, you can't help but cast that aspersion on people. You can't prove anything, at least with Bonds and with a few of them with Clemens, guys like that, a Rod, we know that there is a even if there's not a fire, there's an incredible amount of smoke. Mm-hmm. With A Rod, there's fire, but with the yeah. other guys, you know, you know that it's going to take a, a ridiculous uh, turn of events for them to get into the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, but let's not let that overshadow what Aaron Judge did yesterday. No, no what
1: that, I- it's it's
2: his time to enjoy that incredible. You know, moment this incredible season that he's been put put together. Like, they're, they're not going to start the DS until, what, October 11th? Mm-hmm. So let him enjoy that right now as we wrap up the regular season. Let him bask in that. He deserves it. His teammates deserve to enjoy it, too, because they've been dealing with it. They've been rooting for him. And he said it after the game. He says, those guys haven't said much about it, but I know they've been rooting for me, and I got 40 sets of eyes on me when I'm in the batter's box getting ready to go up to the plate. Like, yeah. that, that they're, they're all wanting it for him, too. So this is not only an Aaron Judge moment, but this is a Yankee moment for this and allow this team to celebrate that. Like, let's not, yeah, let's not let the Bonds and McGuire and Sosa of it all, you know, convolute the situation because it's a hell of a season that Judge was able to put together.
1: Enjoy it now before Judge goes one for nineteen in the DS. Why are you wishing that on him? You're a terrible person. <laughs> great great teammate, him. but a terrible person. Not wishing <laughs> it on him. You are. You keep saying it. You keep speaking it into existence. Otani's ERA is two point two nine. Two point two nine. He almost has five shutout innings today. Against wow!
2: Seven. Wow!
1: <laughs> Cantia Carlin, wow. ESPN Radio, and on ESPN the app. Hey, y'all. congratulations! You had to stop yourself. Good job. Golf <laughs> clap. <clears throat> See, it's my job to be patronizing.
0: Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin.
1: Top five MVP favorites right now. In betting on Caesars Sportsbook versus what we think should actually be in the mix there for mm. the award. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. ESPN got the up. Come on, man. It's so, another dollar. I know. It's another dollar. I'm going to send your kids to college when this is all done. I'm telling you. It's amazing. I can't – how dumb I am. I cannot get this right. Um, If I had to guess – or if I had to tell you – ask you right now, who is the betting favorite right now? To win MVP? Yeah. Lamar Jackson? Uh, No. Josh Allen? Josh Allen is correct. He is plus 300. Where's Lamar at? Number four, plus five – actually tied for third, plus 550 – Where's Jalen Hurts at? Tied with Lamar, plus okay. 550. So Pat Mahomes is second? Plus 500. There we go. And then fifth, it's a severe drop-off after the top four in odds. So fifth. it's Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, Jackson, then? Is it a quarterback? Yes. Tua? No. What are we talking about? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert? It's plus 1,600. Yeah. That's because of the betting that was there on him earlier. Yeah,
2: yeah, I was about to say that. No, yeah. yeah, I was about to say that. I don't make, see it either. No,
1: and Aaron Rodgers has dropped all the way down to plus two thousand. Yeah, well, their offense is a work in progress. You want to buy low on that plus two thousand? I
2: don't think it so. Just, it just depends on whether or not you think those receivers are going to come around. I don't
1: see it. I don't see it either. Where's Tom Brady at? Uh, let me pull this back up. Tom Brady, plus four thousand. <laughs> Tom Brady is tied with Kyler, Matthew Stafford, and just those two. Not great, Bob. And slightly in front of Kirk Cousins. Not great, Bob. Wow. Uh, Canty, who is not in that discussion that needs to be in that discussion or in that betting circle that needs to be in those top five that we're not considering? Saquon Barkley. He's got to be in the conversation, Carlin. And I get
2: it. There's an injury history there. But this dude is leading the league in rushing. He's leading the NFL in yards from scrimmage, and his team is winning games. And if that continues to be the case, Carlin, and looking at their schedule, it's one of the softest in the NFL it will be after they get past this Green Bay game, Saquon has the potential to rack up some serious numbers if he can stay healthy. Now, we've seen four running backs win MVP since 2000, the latest being Adrian Peterson in 2012. So it hasn't happened in about a decade. So it feels like it's about due. Now, I get it. The NFL has changed a whole lot over the course of the last 10 to 15 years. But Saquon Barkley, as a do-everything running back, as a receiver out of the backfield, as a guy that they can rely on to run the ball, I, I got to say it, without a lot of whole, lot, whole lot of threats on the offensive side of the ball, he's going to get a ton of touches, Carlin. And if his team and that defense can keep them in games, then Saquon Barkley for MVP is going to get a lot of chatter. You and wanna, we know how much of a narrative award that is. You want to take a gab- guess at where he is? The odds? Yeah. I'm going to say plus 6,000?
1: Plus 15,000. Ah! So he is at 150 to 1. How you doing over there? I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not
2: saying it's a good bet. Hmm? I'm not saying, I know. I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. I feel better about the Michael Parsons for MVP than Saquon for MVP. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just just checking. No, I'm good. I'm not a degenerate like you.
1: I'm only asking. I'm not a degenerate. I'm
2: just telling you. Let me ask. Let me flip it on you. Who do you think should be in that favorites for MVP or dark horse for MVP?
1: Uh, Well, Parsons absolutely needs to be more in the discussion that he has been. But that just works more against him because he's a defensive player. Okay. And it's exceptionally difficult, and nobody's done it since Lawrence Taylor. He absolutely needs to be more in that discussion. Um, Listen, I've been a Lamar guy since the beginning. So I'm having trouble finding somebody else that's not in that discussion that should be. Like – What about a receiver? When is the last time a receiver won MVP? It's been a minute, minute. Could Justin Jefferson win MVP? Probably not. He's pretty damn good now. He's he's pretty damn good. If any receiver's going to, I would think it would be him.
2: If the receiver's going to win MVP, then their quarterback is going to put up massive numbers, and he's going to be in the conversation, too.
1: Well, Kirk Cousins is plus 5,000 and Justin Jefferson is plus 10,000. I don't know about you, I would vote for Justin Jefferson over Kirk Cousins. There's no question about it even... in my mind. So, I wouldn't even blink. Like that's the only route I would go at that point. There's not another quarterback that really lights me on fire right now other than what we've seen. I I I, I don't I don't think Rodgers is going to be in that discussion. Allen will be, but there's something I don't I don't know that he's gonna end up winning the award. Yeah, what about a dark horse guy like Joe Burrow? We're we're ways off from that. I'm me. just I'm yeah. just saying Joe yeah. Burrow Joe
2: Burrow took his team to the Super Bowl last year. Joe Burrow could end up winning his division. Joe Burrow could end up putting up huge numbers with that receiving core. Let's also keep this in mind. He had a major surgery yep. in the preseason. He had an appendectomy. Like he was he didn't get any reps in the preseason. So we can understand the slow start, how they get out the gates zero and two, but since then they've won two games, Carlin, and that offense feels like it's hitting its stride. They can't run the football, but Joe Burrow and those receivers— who wants to deal with them on any given Sunday? He's twenty to one right now. I wouldn't mind putting a little coin on that one. Okay. I wouldn't mind putting a little coin on Joe Burrow because he's not—he's three touchdowns off of the league leader, right? Right. He's got eight. I mean, so. I, I, Joe Burrow might what is not the, be a way What bad does their to schedule go. look like? The Cincinnati Bengals, they've got the Ravens this weekend. Yep. So that'll be a fun one. Um, but then I think, let me, let me pull it up. So the Cincinnati Bengals, they've got the Baltimore Ravens on the road. They've got the Saints on the road. They're home against the Falcons, on the road against the Browns, home against the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Yeah, now the back half of their schedule gets a little tougher. I mean, they've got a road game against Pittsburgh, road game against Tennessee, home against Kansas City, which they beat last year, home against Cleveland, at Tampa, at New England, Buffalo, and Baltimore. So, I mean, listen, playing against that Baltimore Ravens secondary, we know they're going to light up the scoreboard. They're going to put up some points Mm -hmm. with that passing attack. So, I mean, maybe Joe Burrow can
1: find a way to get back in the mix. That's all I'm saying. It's funny that that you're – is it because of the quarterback thing, or what is it because of? Or you just don't trust the Giants to be good enough where you could actually have the Saquon discussion at 150 to 1 versus Burrow at 20 to 1?
2: Because it's such a quarterback centric award. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And if I'm looking at the best quarterbacks and I'm looking at the weapons that those quarterbacks have surrounding them. I feel much better about Joe Burrow's chances of being able to pull this off. Saquon plays the running back spot, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy the last couple of years. We're talking about this guy getting 25, 30 touches in a game because they don't have anybody else. Yeah. But think about it, Carla. Kenny Colliday, the
1: last two games, has zero catches, zero touchdowns. Maybe we should just jump on Mahomes at 5-1. to one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. That's the best bet. Yeah, that that is
2: the best bet. And I don't understand how he's not the betting favorite. I don't know how Josh Allen somehow
1: is ahead of Pat Mahomes. I I don't get that. I don't understand that. I don't understand it either. I don't I don't get it either. Eight 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 say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Who should be getting more attention? That is not right now. That's a question for you on the Dr Pepper call-in line at eight 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 say ESPN. Canty and Carlin, you know, there was, speaking of MVPs, something very, very interesting that transpired in the NBA last night that started to whet some appetites as far as the season is concerned. What was that? Oh, You're going to find out next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
0: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN radio.
1: Tough commute last night. Coming out, Chris and I are based in New York City doing the show, and coming out of the Lincoln Tunnel to go to New Jersey to go home. Look up cars low on gas. Mm -hmm. There is a gas station that is on the New Jersey Turnpike, right at the entrance from where the Lincoln Tunnel is. Mm hmm. I pull into the gas station. New Jersey, for those who don't know, is one of only two states left, the other being Oregon, where you are not allowed to pump your own gas. There is no self-serve gas pumping in New Jersey. Yes. So because I used to live in New Jersey. Right. Mm-hmm. So I am pulling up to the pump. I am looking around. It is a cold and wet night. I don't blame anybody for not wanting to be out there. But I'm waiting a good 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. There's nobody around. I'm looking around, can't find it. So finally, I just take my credit card, and I put it right into the machine. Sometimes, so you see, here's the thing. With the attendance in New Jersey, they could either get a little uppity, like, hey, don't do my job, mm-hmm. or they could say, hey, thanks. Nobody's around. Put my credit card in the pump, wait for it to get approved, reach to pull it back out. It's locked. Can't get my credit card out of the machine. Yeah. So I can't even pump the gas right now. Mm-hmm. Guy finally comes walking over. I've never seen this happen before. This poor guy didn't know what to do. <laughs> so my credit card is pumped is is locked in the machine for a good 10, 15 minutes. Nobody has any clue what to do. It's going to happen. I probably have never seen it before. Sure. In the meantime, I get a text from Cam Proud, who produced our show yesterday. Judge just hit 62. Can you redo our promo?
2: Yeah. For today's show. So not only did you miss the opportunity to watch 62, you've got to record a promo about 62 while your credit card is stuck in the machine at the gas station.
1: Yes. So let me paint the picture. Somebody comes out with a pair of pliers while I am in my car, and I actually have a little plug-in microphone for my iPhone Mm -hmm. for for work purposes, and emergencies, just like this, (laughs) where I am... Coming up on Canty and Carla. Judge hit 60. Did you get my card yet? Are you, They're yanking the pliers trying to get my <laughs> credit card out of the pump. I've just never seen
2: a, a gas station machine that could actually lock your credit card into the machine. I've never seen that. Well, this happened. This wasn't, like, just stuck. This yeah. was locked. Like, I know ATMs will sometimes eat. The card. I've yeah. never seen a gas station machine, a pump, eat the card.
1: I kept it, it's right there. I'm trying to pull it out. I can't pull it out. They get a pair of pliers, and this young woman rips the card out. I'm thinking, oh, this thing's never going to work again. Now it was perfectly fine. Meanwhile, I'm sending off a promo that I just recorded in my car, and they're looking at me like I'm nuts.
0: <laughs> Did you miss Canty and Carlin?
1: Adrian Peterson was the last non quarterback to win the MVP. Yeah, 2012. Yep. Yeah. And then four non-quarterbacks have won it since uh when was that since
2: 2000 2000 yeah we had uh marshall falk we had the tomlinson and mm-hmm. sean alexander they went back to back i want to say that's 2004 alexander was what i forgot
1: about yeah yeah
2: and then we had A- ap at 2012
1: it's canty and carlin espn radio and on espn plus we are presented by progressive insurance okay so with it in mind that you look at what they're doing with the uh, MVP race. We can talk about all of the other guys that have been brought up, but Chris, when we have the quarter poll of the season and we're talking about it, and this morning on Get Up, uh, they're talking about Lamar, yes, but they're also talking about Cooper Rush and Parsons. Like, Greeny's bringing up Cooper Rush as the MVP. Yeah. Like, I know it's so early in the season, but where are we there? You know, like, when we're really trying to evaluate how valuable guys have been, are you looking at the guys who have been the most productive Mm -hmm. or the guys who have been the most valuable to their team's success because I know that's what Greeny was trying to make the point about.
2: Yeah, but even Cooper Rush would admit he's not the most valuable player to the team's success. That belongs to Micah Parsons because he is the best player on the team, and the identity of the Cowboys is on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. So even there, Greeny's premise is flawed. So I I don't understand how a guy can be looked at as a potential MVP of the league at the quarter pole if you ain't the most
1: valuable player on your team. It's like a seat filler at the Oscars winning an Oscar. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No? <laughs> Come on up. <laughs> uh, I mean, for big sake, you have, you have somebody like Bradley Cooper go to the bathroom, and that guy wins the Oscar instead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's hit Richard in Denver next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Richard, what's going on?
0: Hello, fellas.
1: Uh, I think you're forgetting about a guy that this guy just, just lit the Rams up the other night. He's a running back slash receiver doing all kinds of good things for his team. They're winning now. Uh, I think got a legitimate chance to win that NFC West, make a run in the playoffs. Let's talk about Debo a little bit.
2: I like that. I like that. I can't even lie, Colin. I like that. But right now, Debo is down the line when it comes to yards from scrimmage. And that's yeah. going to be his problem. Like, he's not even in the top ten. That's an issue. The numbers are not going to be high popping No. Right now, Saquon Barkley has 570 yards from scrimmage. Nick Chubb is number two at 496. So there's a, there's a pretty good gap from Saquon Barkley to whoever number two is. Tyreek Hill right there at 42 at number three.
1: Barkley's averaging close to 120 a game rushing, roughly. Yeah. Total. I yeah. mean, look, I get where that argument's going to be had. I just don't know that the Giants will be good enough where you can justify it later on. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Speaking of MVPs, you mentioned this yesterday, so I took a little peek. I didn't see a ton of it, but you saw more of it than I did. Hmm. Boy, Zion looks good. Man, I
2: I will tell you this. Zion looks good, Chris. I will tell you this. They dumped it down to Zion in the post late in the first quarter of that game that they played against the Bulls, and he just had a, a quick drop step and beat the help side defender to the rim. And two hand yammed it. I was just like, that is unbelievable. The the explosion, the quickness. Carlin, the ball handling in the open court. That's the part where I don't think he gets enough credit. Yeah. Like there were a couple of turnovers because he had an offensive foul. Like he ran over a guy. But I mean, this is the play right here. He hits this drop step, boom. And he's so quick to getting to the rim the help side defender doesn't even have a chance and then just being able to handle the ball and get to the paint, the end ones, the opportunities that he's going to have to draw fouls because of his physicality, this dude is going to be a problem. If Zion plays 65, 70 games, he will be
1: in the MVP
2: conversation.
1: Period. Well, yes! That is a guy that every time you see him, you forget how good he's been or how how good he is because he's been out for so long. Yeah.
2: But, but you, that's the thing, though, yeah. Colin. He's been gone for a year, I and know. he
1: stepped in in 15
2: minutes, had 13 points and four boards. Listen, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of how they're going to break him in, minutes restrictions, and all those different things. But if Zion continues to trend in the direction that we saw last night, with a healthy Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum and um, uh, Herb Jones and all of those guys, like the. Devontae Graham, who's mm-hmm. another great rotational player for the Pelicans. Like, this is going to be a, a legit team. team. This is going to be a team that makes some noise. Now, the West all of a sudden overnight just got deep because you got to remember the Denver Nuggets got Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray coming back with Jokic, the MVP. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to have something to say about this deal. The Golden State Warriors are obviously there. The Memphis Grizzlies are obviously there.
1: But the Jazz have fallen off, so somebody's going to take that spot.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, man, the Suns are going to be there. Like, they're the the west the west is you know it's building back up it's building there there are let me put it to you this way there are legit 6 teams that i could see making a run to the conference finals i think that's fair in the west i think six that's very teams. fair yeah. yeah
1: i i'm i'm so curious to see how they handle them and what they're exactly going to do with back to backs early in the year with minutes restrictions whatever it is I would have to think that there are going to be some pretty good-sized guardrails on him probably until early December. I think the most important
2: guardrails are with the nutritionist and making sure that he stays in shape and he doesn't gain a whole lot of weight because he looks phenomenal right now. But that's the problem. His his weight, he looks phenomenal right now. He looks great. He's slimmed out. This is probably the slimmest
1: or the most fit I've seen him since he stepped foot in the NBA. If he's smart he's talking to somebody like LeBron about how to take care of his body, mm-hmm. about how to do that. Because the problem is he's still at the age where even if he puts on a few pounds, he's still fantastic. Yeah. And when you can perform at a high level, at an elevated weight, not unlike myself, you get very comfortable there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. where is the it's impetus harder to for lose to... weight
2: when you get Absolutely. older? There's no question about that.
1: Absolutely. But if you're him, you're In your mind, you are operating based on what you have always been, and that's, all right, I've always played like this. I can continue to play like this, and it ain't like that, as we know.
2: Yeah. It's no, it's not change like I'm. that. But Zion, I'm telling you, man, the rest of the league better look out. This dude, he finally feels like he has the chance to live up to
0: his potential. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.